You're listening to Moms Out Loud. You're tired? Tell me how you're tired. <laughs> what am Maybe I we should fill right? people in. Look at this baby. Do a spit. Do a spit. I feel weird. Let me offer. It's fine. It's fine. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm Rachel. I'm Alexa. And you probably already know why you're here. You're here to hear. Well, you are here to hear the She's Just Not That Into You Friend Edition episode. Yes. (laughs) And I wanted to give some quick backstory on why we decided to do this episode, or I guess what sparked it. I was joking around with Alexa because I started to do this thing where... I don't text certain friends first. Like I have some friends that I feel like they only text me when they need something or when I text them first. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a step back and I'm not going to text them first at all and see like how long it takes them to text me. And I have one friend in mind in particular and uh, it turns out never. She'll text me never, apparently. (laughs) So, um... I'm still playing this game right now, I suppose, but then we went to Instagram and also a little bit to Facebook and just put out feelers and asked you guys to write in stories, experiences, and things like that that had to do with this topic, and we got some good ones in to share with you guys, so I'm pretty excited. And I just want I just want to start by saying really fast, too, that... This isn't going to all be like funny, haha. Some things are funny because they're extreme, but honestly, it's it's a lot of it's kind of a bummer <laughs> because yeah. it just shows uh, that, I don't know if it's a generational thing or what, but we're all pretty bad at being friends. Or communicating, right? Yes. Or communicating well or properly like, you know, respectable adults. So let's yeah. hop into some things that you guys wrote in and... If we say any names, they have been changed. This is all given anonymously to us, and we're not going to share names or places accurately. So if you hear any details and you're like, whoa, why'd they just say someone's name? We changed it. So. Yeah. Cool. Do you want to start, Alexa? Sure. All right. Oh, I have I got a story for you. First of all, you may not use my name. I'm not proud of what I did, but I was left with no option. I also don't want to hurt this person's feelings if they ever hear your podcast. Probably unlikely, but not worth the risk. So, once upon a time, there was a complete flake masquerading as an adult. At first, it seemed dramatic. Sad things happened to them, though no fault of their own. I was was temporarily sucked into bailing out bailing them out by watching their children who were quite difficult to handle and listening to the mom's woes and otherwise coming alongside as any good friend would when a friend is suffering. However, I started to see the lay of the land as the years passed. These parents nearly never got up to manage their misbehaving children regardless of whose house we were visiting. They allowed them pretty free reign. It turned out their eldest genius child who they insisted on graduating early because he was simply bored with simple high school work, almost never did his own schoolwork. The last straw after so many straws was when these people declared bankruptcy and then went on a long, expensive cruise. Oh, (laughs) jeez. 
Yep, I was done. Sad, dramatic things happen, and sometimes we just get poured on. But when you can't even be wise enough to not plan an expensive vacation when you can't pay your bills, you are clearly just not that bright, or maybe you are a criminal. So now I've got this friend whose kids are destructive and a terrible influence (laughs) on my children, and there's always a high level of drama, and she's clinging to me. I started to just ignore her. I stopped taking her calls. I stopped being available to hang out with the group she hung out in. I never invited her to anything. To the best of my ability, I pretended she and her family simply didn't exist. I'd nod and smile or say hello when I saw her in public, and that's it. I rearranged my schedule to avoid her as much as possible. I took my children out of extracurricular activities that her mongrels participated in. She picked up pretty quick and was very hurt. Normally, I would encourage and share resources with a person and tell them their children need to come back and clean up their mess, or whatever, but I'm soundly convinced these people had no desire to do the work of parenting and knew darn well they were the masterminds of their own misery. If I had to do it again, as an older, wiser woman, I would have been pretty frank. I would have said, friend, I love you, and I'm sorry life is so hard. Parenting is hard work, and because you chose not to do that hard work, your children are pretty spoiled. I wish I could help, but I think it's time for professional help for all of you. As to me, my highest priority is to raise my children well, and and yours are not a good influence, so they won't be allowed to spend time together. There would have been tears and it would have hurt, but truly, but a truly good friend tells you when you're messing yourself up. All my own excuses aside, I was not that good of a friend. Oh my gosh. See, I didn't read this beforehand because I wanted to be surprised. And, um, oh my gosh. (laughs) This story, like, this was kind of a double whammy. You know, like, it comes from both perspectives of, like, she didn't communicate well, so she was, like, the ghosting friend. Um, Yeah. But also, she kind of was in the rights because her friend was, whoa, was just not a very good person. Yeah, that was an intense one. Um, Yeah, I just think it's cool that we get her perspective of how she would have handled it now, you know, and, like, actually talking about it, even if it was going to be hard to do. Right. Yeah. Wow. So I'm going to read a, should I read a long one or a shorter one now? Yeah, read another long one. Okay. So this girl wrote in and said, I spent a year cultivating a friendship with a super introvert. We got really close over the last two years and our kids are so such, such good friends. She's one of the only people I'd trust to watch my kids, etc. And she also lives very close by. All of a sudden, like two months ago, I realized I had a bunch of stuff I needed to return to her and asked her when she'd be home so my husband could just drop it off on her porch. Common practice for us. She just went ballistic on me, like on and on about what a horrible friend I am and even said, you don't know who you're messing with. I'll have you in tears for weeks. What? Wait, did you miss some of the story or is that? No, 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 no. Just jump. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I legit thought she sent it to the wrong person and was so confused. And then she blocked me on every single communication device. A few days later, she texted me randomly again and said she was being kind of a B, but I was like, that's how you tell off people that you love just out of the blue. And then she never spoke to me again. No joke, like five years of friendship. I'm still baffled. And... Then she said, 
I'm sorry, but I don't have room for that kind of crazy in my life. And then she said when she had said all those things to her, she was so confused and she tried to like call her to like try to talk through things with her. And she said she refused to answer the phone. She would only communicate over text. And then she said she'd prefer to discuss these things in person with her after she tried to make an apology by saying like she was just being a bee. And then she said that's when she never responded again and then blocked her again. So that is super weird. And she says she's so afraid of how it's going to be when she runs into her like at the park because they live super close to each other. And she says like if she didn't want to be friends, she would have been sad but gotten over it. But you can't just unsay stuff and it's going to be so uncomfortable. And she said, also, I still have all her stuff. (laughs) Oh my gosh, she still has her stuff. So I was just like, wow, like, it's so random. She doesn't know what triggered it, what, like, caused it. It's just, like, literally out of nowhere. And now she just has to, like, pretend everything is fine. I don't know. I'm like, well, what are you supposed to do with her stuff? A, I wonder if since she's an introvert, an introvert, maybe she's super embarrassed by how she responded. That it was like, for no reason, responded a certain way. And then now she's embarrassed and she doesn't want to deal with it. Well, um, I'm also thinking too, a lot of people who are like... It's not only introverts, but maybe she's like passive aggressive where she lets stuff build and build and build. And instead of being like, hey, it bothered me when you said this this way. And then her her friend being like, like, because you and I do this. We'll be like, that bothered me. And you'll be like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean it that way, whatever. And I'd be like, okay, cool. You know? Yeah. But when people don't do that, then it builds and builds and builds. And then she just freaked out on her one day because maybe something triggered a memory or a response of things. And she's just been holding on to them. and. Now she lost her friend of like five years, which is insane. So that is super insane. <clears throat> yeah, it makes me think there's for surely something else happening, even if it has nothing to do with her. There's something else happening. That's crazy. Yeah, I thought that was so crazy, so random. The, because the I'm true, one, I wanted to be like <laughs> the true crime part of me is like, did your husband send the text and she's dead? <laughs> No, why would her husband oh, send the text? I, I did. Know. I do have. It's random. I have a friend. This isn't my story, so I probably shouldn't share it. Uh, one of my one of my friends was getting married, and my other friend didn't like her fiance for whatever reason, and so she was like fighting with the two girls were fighting. Anyways, long story short, the fiance texted the other friend and uninvited her from the wedding like a day before the wedding. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I mean, she ended up, they ended up fixing stuff and she went and stuff because she was a bridesmaid, but oof, oh. that, was, that was rough. Yeah. Anyways. Wow. I know. Whew. Okay, you go next. Read another one. Okay. Okay, this is a really short one. Uh, random, but a girl who ha- who has blocked me twice on Instagram refriended me twice and has been my friend since high school just asked me where I got my earrings where I got my earrings from after not talking to me forever lol why are girls so weird (laughs) I thought that That one was so funny because I see stuff like that all the time where someone like adds you and then like unfriends you and then follows you again 
I yeah. felt super weird because I had two Instagrams for the longest time. I had my business Instagram and my private one. And then yeah. I stopped using my private one and I slowly started using only my business one. But when I first made my business account, I purposefully only followed like photography related people because I wanted that business account to be all photography. So then yeah. once I transitioned over and I had to start like following like my close friends, like people who talk to me like every day, I felt so uncomfortable because I know they would see that I was following them all of a sudden. Yeah. And so either they'd think I unfollowed them and followed them again, or they would realize that all that time I hadn't been following them at all. And I thought they would be like, that is so me. Anyways, yeah. just if that happened to anybody recently where I followed you, that's why. And I'm sorry. And I'm uncomfortable yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. I'm going to read a short one too now. Okay. This person said, oh, here. Okay. Back in high school, I had a best friend who was very needy, always wanted me to drive her around places and used me for tons of stuff. Then she randomly got a new boyfriend and slowly stopped talking to me. I purposefully didn't reach out for two weeks and then after that time period, reached out and said, hey, I feel like we aren't talking unless I reach out to you lately. And she responded, I don't feel like we need to be friends anymore because you talk too much about yourself. You're way too emotional and vent to me. And so I was like, what? After an entire year of you talking and venting to me about stuff because I thought we were friends, she just decided that enough was enough. So that's the whole story. I feel like we're missing information there, but that wow. is like... That's Taylor's oldest time, at least for me, where it's like someone gets a boyfriend and then their boy... Well, I had a one friend in particular who anytime she got a boyfriend, <laughs> her boyfriend became her whole entire world. She pulled back so much from all her friendships and literally chameleoned into her boyfriend, like mm. would dress like him, do all the activities that he liked all of a sudden. Now her music was his favorite music, all this weird stuff. And then when stuff wouldn't work out and then she wouldn't have anybody to come to, she'd come crawling back. And then I'd be like, huh, so weird. So weird yeah. you need a friend now, huh? So yeah, yeah. Taylor's all this time, in my opinion, especially for high school, my word, high school and college. Yeah. But turning it on, on her friend like that, like it's her fault. That's so, ah, it's so shady. That's so weird, so, right? So, so weird. I know. Girls, man. Yes. Let me read one more really small one because it's literally a sentence. Okay. Okay. This says, I had a friend stop being friends with me because of a pair of shoes. And that's all the information. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah. That uh, that happens. I feel like Stupid that's one like of that. my stories. But it's really? about something else. I can't wait to share. Um, okay, so the next one here is, I had a friend for seven years. Her husband's, our, oh, our husbands were friends and our kids were friends. She asked me to do a photo shoot for her and her husband and said, we will pay whatever. And it was a pretty intricate shoot. I had done several free ones for them in the past, but I charged them this time. Only $120 for two hour shoot and like 50 images. That's good. Um, after That's not she, good. Well, it's good for the people, right? I mean, $120. Oh, that's a good for deal two. for the people, but $120 for two hours? Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's what I'm insane. saying. I'm saying, like, that's a great deal. 
Oh, I thought you were saying, like, that's reasonable. I was like, Alexa! <laughs> no, yeah. After she paid me, she deleted me off all social media. It actually broke my heart because we had been through so much as friends, and she still occasionally talks to my husband as if everything is normal. Oh, my gosh. That that chick. It's like, obviously, she didn't want to pay so that, but much. then that's not a lot. Like, when you, you've done free shoots for them in the past... $120 is probably what, like, 20 minutes would be? Like, I... Yeah, anyway. that's insane. Wow. That bothers me so much, like, as a photographer, because I have had things like this, too, where it's, like... Uh, it, it's honestly really hard mixing business with friendship and things like that, because yeah. people expect you to do stuff for them for free, or... Yeah. I mean, I have had friends who like value my work and pay for me. And that is so awesome because it's like they, I feel like they value my abilities and my time. And that's so, so awesome. And I love those friends, but yeah. I've also had friends who don't want to pay me. And then like if they, and then they're really picky. If you don't yeah. pay me and then you want to be picky, then mm. go pay someone else so that you can be picky at them. Because my word, I'm doing, I'm using my time to not only do the photo shoot for you but then my free time at home to edit them for you and then you want to be like my face looks weird in this one so now you can't use that for marketing and i'm like no i only did this for free so that i could have these photos for marketing and so you could have images so you don't get to say that (laughs) yeah yeah (sighs) when i had a friend that did a couple free shoots for me but she like insisted that they be free and i was like okay um, and she was able to use all my images and, um, and I never gave her any hassle cause I was like, whatever, like she did everything for free. And then the last photo shoot, I, I like insisted that I wasn't like, I didn't want to do it. Like I insisted kind of like this friend. I was like, I'll pay you whatever. But this friend said, no, it's fine. And I paid her her full fee. Like I was like, no, I'm going to pay her this time. I paid her her full fee, which was more than twice this, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but it was worth it. She had done so much good work for us and then she felt appreciated and that felt good too, you know? So yeah. it's like, yeah. it kind of evened out where I felt like, okay, this much. And then she's done three shoots for us. I'm like, I felt like that was so worth it. And I don't know. I don't get where this woman would get off and be like $120. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to lose a friend over $120. Yeah. It's like, dude. But you got the photos you wanted, okay? So Get out of here. Yeah. So if you like your photos, geez yeah. Louise. That's insane. Okay, this one's long and it's kind of sad, but I think it's very relatable. So it says, I have this friend. She was a bridesmaid in my wedding. She did my makeup and hair and everything. We were roomies and best friends. She finally graduated and moved away and became someone I don't even want to know. I tried to stay in touch and have friend dates on the phone. We only... L- We've made we made plans to exchange Christmas gifts in the morning when I was driving through town on my way home, and she didn't answer my texts or calls or the door when I showed up. I played it off as if she forgot. Ouch! But I thought mistakes happen, and sometimes people forget things. Fast forward, sometimes she never calls or reaches out. I call her out on it because she said she needs space, or called her out on it, and then she said she needed space because she's going through a difficult time. Start of COVID, she has underlying health issues, etc. I understand and I give space. I check in a few weeks to offer support, still nothing, no effort. And then we only live about an hour away from each other, not really terribly far. But anyways, fast forward to me going through a difficult time myself. 
I got a new job, had to commute a long way for work. Wasn't It wasn't good for my mental health and I was reaching out because I felt isolated and needed my friend. Still, she still needed space and completely ghosts me. She bought a house with her significant other and put a little and I put together a little gift basket for a housewarming gift as a thank you for being my bridesmaid because I'd never got her a gift when I'd asked her and I spent a ton of money on it. I made the gift super thoughtful and she and I didn't even get a phone call back. She texted me and said thanks for the doormat even though I got her a lot of other stuff. Ouch. I tried wow. to back off because I realized it wasn't healthy for me. Fast forward another couple of months, she actually texted me first for once because my state was on fire. And on day two, we had a really big fire pretty close to us. I had a complete panic attack because of it. And it was the first one I've ever experienced. I tried calling her because of it and she texted and we had already been texting back and forth. She ignored my call. Super duper ouch. Again, I try to back out from the friendship. Also, sorry this part is out of order, but sometime before the fire panic, fire and panic attacked, and after the thoughtful gift, she got engaged and I found out over Facebook. Not a huge deal, but still stung because I thought we were closer. I never made her feel guilty for anything she wanted to do about her wedding, but when we were roomies, she always said that if I wasn't her maid of honor, I could plan her bachelorette party and that I'd be in her wedding. Well, now she wants to do a super small ceremony, which is great. I support however people want to do their weddings and never want to intrude on their vision. But I asked if she still wanted a bachelorette party and she said she wanted to do a road trip around Utah. So I started a Pinterest board and started planning. I texted her some ideas and I never got a response. And then... I finally told her that if she wanted someone else to plan it for her, since I know it can be difficult for someone far away to plan it, that would be okay. She immediately responded and said, oh yeah, my maid of honor is going to plan everything. And I said, oh, you're having bridesmaids now? That's fun. Meanwhile, crying inside. Yeah. I know plans change, but I thought she wanted me a little bit involved in her day since she played a huge part in mine and we were like sisters. I never talked to her about it because I didn't want to make her feel guilty over her vision. The wedding isn't about me, so I didn't want to turn it into that sort of drama. So I silently dealt with it. Fast forward a few months. We have some really bad fires here again last summer. And we're on day two and she actually texts me first and asked about our fire down here. We had a ginormous one that was only like 15 miles away from my house. And I was having a complete panic attack, like hyperventilating and everything. I tried calling her and she ignores my call. Then I text her and ask her to talk because I don't know what to do and was unable to rationalize anything during my panic attack. She ignored me. Hours later, after hours later, she said she was working even though she's on an evening shift and we were texting back and forth right before that. Yeah, I definitely backed away for a bit after that. Fast forward to almost Christmas time, I try to reach out again because now I was going through a really hard time and she hadn't been replying to anything I was saying. She ghosted me. Like I couldn't, like I could see that she was seeing stuff I posted. She was liking other people's posts, blah, blah, blah. And so I finally called her out and said that I was tired of our friendship being one so, so one-sided. I was going through a hard time and I just needed my friend, who I thought she was. And she responded saying that she was also going through a hard time and needed space. I don't know about you, but if you're a real friend, you don't turn a shoulder on them. Like, I understand if you don't have an emotion, the emotional space to talk about hard stuff, but just being completely, but just completely ignoring someone really hurts. Anyways, the couple of times she said she needed space, she made me feel like I was being clingy. And I don't know why I let her make me feel that way. It was not my fault that I needed support from someone I thought was my best friend. 
I realize that now, but at the same time, I texted her back and told her I was sorry for being so clingy and too much. I also told her that my therapist diagnosed me with something. I'm not going to say just for this person's privacy. Um, from my childhood and apologized for my coping mechanisms and how they might negatively impact our friendship. And she hasn't texted me back since then. Now I realize that our friendship was completely toxic Mm -hmm. and I held on for way too long. My therapist helped me realize that I've been in survival mode for so long and had unhealthy coping mechanisms because it's how I learned to get through dealing with relationships with people. I've learned so much about myself in the past couple of months, but it still hurts knowing that I told her about this and communicated that my mental health was at its worst it's ever been, and then she ghosted me again. Finding closure has been difficult, but I think I'm almost there. And then she said, anyways, now you know a lot about me. This was kind of therapeutic, thinking through all of it and explaining it on paper. So this one was really intense. Yeah, it's heavy. So intense and heavy but the reason i wanted to share this and i'm so thankful she was willing to share it with me and with us like our listeners you guys was because i've had something super similar um i'm not going to go into details just in case this person listens to the podcast um but the thing where it's like you you're there for them when they want have a hard time and then whenever you try to reach out, they're working or they're busy or whatever, and they don't make space for you. It's like you make all this emotional space to handle their baggage and their issues, but then they can't like reciprocate that when you're having a really hard time. Um, that's so hurtful. And I, I don't, it's hard for me because it's like, I don't know if I'm saying that that relationship of mine is toxic per se, because I have like love for that person yeah but it's also just one of those things where it's like how much do you really want to invest in someone who's choosing again and again that it's they'd rather invest in other people so it sucks it hurts so bad but i just thought that it was very relatable and very vulnerable and i thought it needed to be shared so that was a big one yeah wow and yeah and i resonate with it too for sure so that's yeah it's yeah it sucks because, yeah, she's just in a vulnerable place. And then that person walked all over her. It was crazy. Yeah. Sucks so bad. So, your turn. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, a girl I was friends with since fourth grade and grew up with, we stayed friends way past high school. She started an MLM and asked me several times if I would join her team. And it's just not something I'm interested in and not something I have time and energy to put into to be successful. So she hasn't spoken to me since. I've reached out and I either got a one-word answer or ignored. These things happen to me often and it's definitely turned me into quite a hermit because I don't want to be hurt and let down by friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that one because I feel like so many women come out of the woodwork when they join an MLM and it's not genuine you know it's yeah. like oh well yeah. only if you join my team will I be friends with you and even then they'd probably be poor friends but yes yeah and this is um this was close to home for me because I am full disclosure I am part of an MLM but yeah. I don't do it the way a lot of people do it and it actually makes me so mad when people just handle it like the typical MLM like bad way I had this happen to me the other day at a park, okay? A mom was talking to me. She was so nice. 
and I was like really enjoying her company, but then she kept saying weird things that made me feel like she was an MLM. And yeah. as someone who works for an MLM and knows you don't say those things because they're like so weird and not cool, right? Yeah. Every time she would say something weird, it would like trigger a response in my brain like she's not trying to be your friend, she wants something from you, right? Yeah. And it actually made me so bummed out because it's like, this is why people hate MLMs. Yeah. And this is why people don't want to make friends with you at the park anymore. Because I want to go make friends with people at the park and I'm never going to tell them the second I meet them that I work for an MLM. Because I don't care about that. I'm not making friends with them to make money off of them. I'm making friends with them to make friends with them. Yeah. You know? And like my business is a whole separate thing. And I do my, I run my business a lot differently than a lot of people who work for MLMs, but yeah. it's so sketchy and it's so ingenuine and it makes me so annoyed. It makes me so annoyed. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I've been, I mean, since, you know, we're both, we're both part of the same MLM, but when people find out that I am part of it, like they're part of the same one as me and, you know, we're obviously not on a team or anything like that, um, then they want nothing to do with me. And it's really interesting. It, it's just in- interesting to see it from that point of view, too, because you, you'd think that, oh, well, since we like the same product, we would we would get along. But we don't because it's like, yeah, a lot of women see it as um, we're at war with each other. Yeah, we're competition, which is so ridiculous because I have so many cross line friends, which means friends who are on different teams, but we're still friends. And they have given me invaluable advice with my business. They've offered to like teach classes with me and things like that, which is like unheard of in the community. And it's like, that's how I need to do it. Because women being in business isn't competition for other women. It's more women at the table, okay? So everybody wants to get their panties in a wand because then they're like, well, that's just another person to compete with. Well, you know what? There's a heck of a lot of car salesmen out there and that doesn't mean they're not hiring anymore, okay? They're not yeah. like, yeah. So anyways, we'll, we should probably do an episode about MLMs at some point, but yeah, we should. I, that makes me so annoyed and sad for that girl. And uh, yeah, so I have another one now that I'm going to read. This says, I have two friends recently that I've literally just cut off via the um, method that I talked about where it's like, see if they text you back or not. She said, the only time I ever hear from her is when she needs something. We've been super good friends for a while, but I realized I was always the friend putting the effort in. I started to play the let me see if you text me game and she hasn't in I'd say six to eight months. Nothing Mm. on my wedding day or any holidays. She watches all my stories and posts religiously. So I just said bye and have just stopped caring. Now, mind you, she always told me she doesn't believe in anything I believe in and feels that I'm lost because I do not believe in God and had tried to tell me my lifestyle isn't even real. From there, I just realized good friends should never tell you something like that and she doesn't support me. Very unfortunate, but her loss, not mine. This one's hard because, uh, yeah, I, like, if I had a friend who didn't believe in God, I wouldn't be like, your life isn't real, man. You know, I don't yeah. know. That's weird. Yeah. That's really weird. <laughs> Yeah, and I think it it would depend on, because I don't have a lot of friends that don't believe in God, because usually people aren't attracted to me and want to be my friend that are, you know, that believe something so corely different. 
I do have a couple. Um, but yeah, it doesn't come up that way. I've never called them out on anything like that unless we're having a discussion. I do have to say, though, like maybe this friend parties a lot or something. I don't know. And then maybe she feels like she needs to say something. And But you, you shouldn't. You just shouldn't be friends with someone if you feel like it's an inconvenience for you. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of like I, a lot of friends of mine grew apart from naturally like when I slowed down my lifestyle and started having kids and stuff like that. Yeah. But it but I even have friends who I used to be really close with in the past and I'm still semi close with them now. Like we lead very different lives, but we're very respectful of one each other's life choices and you know, we support each other in what we do and things like that who believe stuff vastly differently than what I believe, but it's been cool because it's opened doors where they'll be like, Hey, like, I know you are a Christian and that you believe in God and just like, what does that even mean? And then they'll like want to call me and we talk through things. And does that mean that they like instantly leave the conversation being like, wow, I believe in God now too. Thanks. No, but it's a seed planted. And I think that's the, the issue is that people sometimes like, like let's say they start believing in God or becoming like a follower of Jesus later in like not later in life like 30 but like 20 they don't really know how to handle it and so they oftentimes push people away with how they talk to people and they almost like hold their nose in the air and that's like the wrong way to do it and I've definitely been at fault of that in the past when I was younger but now I know like that that's not how Jesus would have done it. So I try to be better, right. you know? So, yeah, exactly. But I thought that was interesting and I wanted to be able to share like our opinions on that one. So, yeah. Okay. I think I have one more like really short one and then I think we'll be good. Let me see. Oh, okay. This one I'll end. I wanted to end on this one cause I think it's funny and it's okay. It's not funny. haha. But this was written in by someone I'm pretty close to. So it's just like maybe out of context, it won't be as funny, but anyways, here goes nothing. This says, I had a friend who tried to hit me with her car once. (laughs) Oh my God. And I said, okay, can we have some more context? And she said, my friend was verbally attacking me and getting very aggressive. So her boyfriend at the time offered to drive me home because she was getting combative enough that it was scary. And then once I got into the car with her boyfriend, she hopped in her truck, tried to hit the passenger side door that I was on and almost did. And then he sped off and she chased us to my house. Oh my gosh. That, I know that's not, also those people are still friends today. So that's the only reason it's funny is because it's insane and they're still friends. So you know, oh my gosh. maybe she just loved her too much. Not that she didn't want to be her friend. She just loved her too much that she wanted to hit her with a car. So, oh yeah. I wouldn't be friends with this. It's like, if, if I end up dead, this is why. Right? <laughs> this is right? Who. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That'd be like so. a, yeah, bomb, bomb waiting to go off. Um, So crazy. Luckily, they don't live near each other anymore, but... Oh, See, it's the opposite of she's just not into you. She's just into you too much, right? So I thought yeah. that was too entertaining much. at the very least. And she's like, she didn't, 
she wasn't hurt, they made up, blah, 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 right? But I just don't know if I've ever had someone love me so much that they want to hit me with a car. So, yeah. just saying. Crazy. Yeah. It's definitely my husband. My husband and me have that. But never Oof. a friend. Because, well, like, I, I love him. I hate him as much as I love him sometimes, you know? Like, I love him so intensely. And then when he makes me mad, he makes me so mad. And no one else can make me that mad. Well, okay, wrong. My dad can make me that mad. It's like my two main <laughs> men in my life can make me so mad that I see red. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Well, Luke and I always joke, like, who, like who would be most likely to kill who? And we, like, I, when, when we were first together, I always thought he would kill me, not vice versa, because Luke is just, like, so calm. And someone who's so calm, can't, like, in my, I just, I don't think that's a real thing. I don't think you can be that calm and, like, level-headed. So in my mind, I'm like, one day, I'm just going to break him and he'll murder me, right? Yeah. Which now, now how I, how well I know Luke now, I know that's not true. Like, Luke would leave and, like, do something else before he would hurt me. But now that we've been together for so long, we both agree that it would be me killing him in a crime of passion. (laughs) No death penalty. (laughs) Right? But back to friends. Back to friends. Let's share a story. I'm going to let you share a story of your own. Okay. So, okay. So I have a lot of like little experiences. Um. I actually had someone reach out to me, and I don't know, I wasn't going to share this before, but I had someone reach out to me um, online saying, like, actually, I don't, I don't have this problem. People, people, all people like me, and they, they're clingy to me. And I'm like, no, no, that's not a thing, because you can be the nicest person, but if you have your own personality, you're not going to mesh with everybody. So um, I am a nice person. And I don't mesh with everybody. And the reason being is because I have my own opinions and I'm, I'm not supposed to get along with everybody. And so, um, and while I think that there's a balance because like as Christians, we want to be able to be like Jesus and love like Jesus. And I can love someone and still know that we're not going to be like BFFs. You know, we don't have a lot in common. Anyway, that was a little side note, but my biggest experience um, that sticks out to me is with one specific friend, and I know I've mentioned her before on, like, previous episodes, um, but some things that she showed me that she was just not that into me, but I was, like, we, we were our, the longest standing friends, so, like, I met her really young, we were best friends, We had, like, I had this, um, I had time and love invested into this friendship, so I stayed even when it was toxic, and, um, what happened first was that she stopped talking to me because I missed her birthday, um, and that was, like, the main thing that happened first, and what had happened was, it wasn't that I had just missed her birthday. Like, she was super big on, like, making sure that she was, like, all that on her birthday. And I know a lot of people would be like, oh, well, that's a big deal. Well, I was in Hawaii on a family vacation at the time. And so I had actually got her a gift, you know, while I was there so that when I saw her when I returned, we could celebrate. But I was literally gone. So 
granted, I could have, you know, tried to borrow a parent's phone and call her, but I felt like what I had been doing was more special. Um, but she didn't see it that way. So when I missed her birthday, that was it. We were no longer friends after so, so many years of being together. Yeah. So I just want to say something really fast because this is ridiculous to me because I love my birthday. My birthday's a huge deal, right? At least to me it is. Yeah. But like, what was it? So you're not on social media consistently. And so you didn't get reminded about my birthday till like a day or two later. And you're like, oh crap, it was your birthday a few days ago. Happy birthday. And I was like, yeah, no worries. And I knew why I wasn't expecting you to have a calendar with like hearts written all around it like, <laughs> Rachel's birthday you know what I, mean? I should have I, though no 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 but like I wasn't I didn't take it personally at all I wasn't like on my birthday I wasn't like I haven't heard from Alexa yet so I'm not a friend anymore you know yeah. what I mean that's insane <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and and that's why I feel like with some of the other stories we have already talked about this episode, there's things building up to it because I feel like that was her excuse to get out of our friendship um, mm. where things have probably been building up and she just doesn't, she just doesn't want to be there anymore. And well, that was the final straw. And so I let it be. I wasn't going to chase after her like you want to be like that. I'm not going to like and you want to ghost me great. After a year, I sent her a birthday text as just an ironic, like, happy birthday. Hope you're doing well, you know, because it's not like I had intentionally missed her birthday beforehand, but I'm not going to chase after her like a little puppy. Um, but her next birthday I did text her. Um, so we started talking again. I had just met Lael and you know, anyone that knows me and Lael's story is we got married very quickly. And, um, She didn't feel like I should have been able to get married before her. So she stopped talking to me. Like I, I, I invited her to be a bridesmaid in my, actually invited her to be my maid of honor. Um, and she, she, she ghosted me. She's like, you know what? You always do this. Everything's always about you and I'm not going to be there for you. And then she just ghosted me again. And I was like, are you serious? Just because you wanted to get married first. I felt like. Wow, what a yo-yo friendship, you know? Um, and, and getting married isn't a competition, you know? It's like you get married when you get married. And I wasn't doing it to get married before anybody. So. <laughs> yeah, why? I, I got married young and I feel like a few people acted weird like that because of that. And it's like. I never planned to get married when I was 20 years old. That was never on the grand plan, okay? So, like, people are so weird about that. Yeah. People love to make things about them. That's the thing. Is, like, even if they're not trying to make it about them, because the way they think is about them. Yeah. That it it comes out like that, you know? So ridiculous. Right. So, and that's why, you know, it kind of fits with this episode. It's like, she's just not that into you. It's like, she's more into herself than she is into you, you know? And so... When she reached out to me again, I should have just ran because she reached out to me. I think it was like two or three years later after we started having kids and I should have just ran. But I was like, you know what? I have so much love still for this friendship. If she's, you know, matured like she says she has and um, 
and we had a long talk where we kind of apologized over things like because I felt like yeah I had done some really crappy things to her so I knew that there was a lot of hurt that I had that I had instilled there so yeah. we we both kind of apologized we're now moms like I'm like you know what Let, let's try to move forward well uh, a hint that I kind of knew that she still just wasn't that into me was that she never shared her private life like her private life was always something like whenever we would talk I was the only one with any issues that she needed to help me with she never had any issues she never wanted to share like even though we would talk for a long time I was always the one that was like oh well my life's falling apart well things would come up to where oh yeah I understand but then she wouldn't go in detail because she didn't want me to know anything about her life and that was yeah. kind of a red flag for me that you know she just didn't want to share her stuff uh, maybe because she didn't trust me or whatever um, but when we were online too she would never comment she would never talk to me online I knew she was there um, I knew she would see my stuff and I was always commenting on her stuff and supporting her and and starting conversations with her but she was never reciprocating that and so I'm like, okay, I felt like emotionally the relationship was one-sided, but I still wanted to give it something, you know? So I would, I yeah. stopped calling her. I waited until she would call me. Like, I didn't want to be that needy, clinging friend. I just, I just wanted to give this friendship some more time. Um, but pretty much towards the end, she needed me to change everything about me to be her perfect friend is what it ended up being. And, um, and so at the end we had a really good conversation where I'm like, honestly, I just don't think I'm the friend that you want me to be. I'm not yeah. where you're at. And so I don't think you really like me. You just like the idea of me. And, um, and that's where we kind of ended things. I mean, there's more to it, but, um, if someone's trying to change you and doesn't like anything about you, because pretty much that, that came up is that she didn't like how I communicated my emotions and I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm 30 years, well, at the time I wasn't 30, but I'm 29 years old. The way that I communicate my emotions is kind of me. And if you don't like that, then you don't like that. <laughs> so I'm not going to change no, yeah. those certain things. And, um, and that's that. So, yeah, I had something semi-similar. I mean... Not entirely, I guess, but at least like the wedding part of it, I had some friends who, they were newer friends. Like I would say that I'd had them for about a year, maybe, okay? And they, I was getting closer to them leading up to my wedding. And dur all during this time, I'd actually, one of my very best friends at the time, I'd lost her friendship due to a lot of things, but basically... To put it bluntly, she believed someone over me and then it all came out that that person was lying like way, way after the fact. Um, and so she was like, okay, crap, this person sucks and I just decided to take their side over you. And I wasn't ever trying to make anyone choose sides, but alas, that's what happened. So she didn't come to my wedding. Anyways, that's not this story, mm -hmm. but these, yeah. these two friends... They were heavily involved in my wedding. 
I didn't have bridesmaids. Well, my sisters were my bridesmaids. And then I have what's called a wedding party. Like I forget, I forget what it's called. I think it's called a house party or something weird like that. Where basically like your friends get ready with you and stuff, but they don't walk down the aisle with you. And so I had that and they were in that. And my wedding was big, like around 200 people, like all family and like very few friends because my family's huge and weddings are very expensive. So obviously I spent the night with my new husband and trying to see all of our family and friends and this, you know, weddings are only so long. Also, a lot of the family that was there that was his, I had never met yet. And so, and same with him with my family. So basically it's our wedding. We were busy, right? Okay. Wedding was magical, blah, blah, blah. We go on our honeymoon, we come back and these two friends ambush me and say, I'm a terrible friend. I didn't spend any time with them. All I did was boss them around for my whole wedding and ask them to do stuff and then never spent any time with them, which really hurt me because I thought like at your wedding, like your friends want to help you with stuff. And when I say help you with stuff, it'd be like, I'd run over and be like, oh my gosh, who has a drink of water? Like, can I have a drink of your water? And then I'd like go back and keep dancing, right? It wasn't like I was like, hey, can you do my wedding photos for free? Because I would never do that or anything like that. It wasn't yeah. insane. Like in my mind, it wasn't insane. Okay. It was just like friend stuff. We're just like, oh, like, like, like I'm going to get some water. Like, can you guys like get me a piece of cake and then like come out and dance with me or whatever. Right. And yeah. I just thought that's like what you do for your friends on your wedding. So my yeah. bad, but they said, I asked, I just bossed them around the whole day, asked them to do stuff for me, used and abused them and then spent no time with them. And I was so offended because I was like, why are you making my wedding about you? It gave me a really bad taste in my mouth about my own wedding because I mm. felt like they were upset that I didn't spend enough time on my day with them. Like I wasn't like, you guys are the most important people here, you know? Yeah. And then when I tried to like rebuttal and be like, hey guys, like, can we talk about this? Like, cause they just totally ambushed me and made me feel like garbage. Then they were like, nope, like we're good. We're ready to move on because they had over my honeymoon to get over it and talk about it amongst themselves. And mm. I wasn't good with that. I can't let things be unresolved like that. And yeah. so they wouldn't let me say my piece. And so we just like basically had a falling out. Everybody blocked everybody on everything. And it sucked so bad. It literally, whenever I'd think about it for years, it would hurt my stomach just thinking about it. And so three years after Luke and I were married, I, on a whim, called one of them and was basically just like, I'm still not over this. You guys never let me say my piece and you guys just got to move on and I didn't get to move on and I'm not okay with that. So I called, I talked and basically got closure like three years later, which is so insane, I know, but um, I feel really good about it now. And I didn't talk to both of them. There's only one of them I knew who would handle it well talking with me. Yeah. So I chose to talk to her. But, oh man, I was like, that was toxic. Like in the yeah. first place, the whole relationship was toxic enough that it got to that point that they felt okay doing that to me. And then uh, I needed closure, so I had to go back. But it's just like one of those things where it's like, it doesn't matter like how much you think someone loves you or how much you love them in a friend way. Like you can, you guys still can break up. They can still do things that surprise you. And uh I like to say, my grandmother used to say this to me, and I love this. When people show you who they really are, believe them. Yeah, exactly. So, 
so good. Your story definitely, uh, what comes to mind is, you know, if you love someone, like, you know, if you sincerely love your friend, you're, you're going to try whatever you can to make it work. And they were kind of just over it. And they obviously didn't care about you. Like they obviously, you know, like they're just weren't that into you, which is hurtful after so many years and, and all that. But like all the stories resonate. It's like, if someone actually cares about you, they're going to take more effort than what these friends have shown. And, um, but maybe this is a good thing. Like you said, it's like you wanted, you needed to get out of that toxic relationship. And most of these people in the stories, it's like good riddance, even though it didn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that's so hard is when you take, when you give time and effort into someone, like when you put time and effort into someone and you put love into them, even though it's just a friendship. So you're like, oh, it's just a friendship. It's not like I'm married to them. Okay. But it's like, I sometimes like to think of my close friends like a boyfriend, not in a weird way. Yeah. But I will joke sometimes and be like, oh, my boyfriend's being needy. You know what I mean? Or whatever, like, haha to Luke. Yeah. If I'm talking to my friends a lot, I don't do that so much anymore. But it's just because you do have to invest time and effort into your close friendships, just like if they're your boyfriend. Yeah. And some people just aren't willing to do that. And so if you aren't willing to do that, then ugh, it's just. You'll find out sooner than later. And that's why you need to be kind of cautious in the beginning and not so guarded where you can't actually make a real connection, but you know, guarded enough where you can put out feelers before bearing your deepest, darkest secrets and soul to them. And then you're like, Oh wait, I don't like you at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So that, I know this has been like a pretty intense episode and initially it was meant to be lighthearted until we started receiving stories. And then I think we quickly realized that it was actually going to be kind of intense, but yeah, it's important to talk about because every time I had a conversation with people, even some stories that I, we didn't read, people would be like, I do the same thing or I've experienced this so much. Like this is so yeah. relatable of it. This is a very relatable topic topic. And I just thought it's something we needed to talk about because I wish I had an answer. Like, I wish I had a solution on this is how we make this better. And I don't have a, a, a solution necessarily, but I wanted to bring light to it so that people don't feel alone, that people feel kind of validated that this is normal. Like you're not, you're not the only one. You're not the only one yeah. who has people ghost them or who gets left out or who randomly has friends turn on them. Like, it happens to everybody. I'm not saying that makes it right. I'm not saying that makes it cool or okay. It's horrible, terrible thing, but you're not alone. So yeah. if you're experiencing this, just, you know, it's hard. It's it's really hard and you will make it through. Even when it feels like it, you won't, you will. This is when I take a lot of time to like pray and tell, like ask God to take the people out of my life that aren't supposed to be there and make spaces for the people who are. And I'm able to lean on Luke or, you know, some of my other friends, which I'm fortunate to have, but I know not everybody is, does have that. So I just encourage you to pray and keep chugging along because the people that are supposed to be in your life someday will find their way there. Um, as long as you still make space to allow them in. 
Yeah. When I, I finally just accepted that I didn't need friends to like complete my life or to feel good, that's like, and like, I just needed God as my only friend. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have friends, but I didn't need them. And then once that happened, God was able to put people that were healthy and non-toxic into my life and like so that I could put time into friendships that really mattered and that were reciprocated properly. Um, but just kind of realizing, okay, I don't need anybody because I have God. So I'm going to lean on this, pray, and um, and then my, my relationships, my friendships started healthier and they were healthier you know, even the, over the last yeah. few years, it's like my relationships have become better if I'm, you know, leaning more on God and then also not leaning yeah. as much on my friends, you know, definitely, so. definitely. And it doesn't mean that you like, you can't lean on your friends when you need them there, but it kind of does yeah. make you be a little bit more cautious about leaning so hard on only your friends because yeah. every once in a while your friends aren't going to be available when you really need to call them to vent or to cry about something. And then you need to be like, who's there that I can always talk to, you know? Yeah. It's Jesus. So, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Well, I know this was such a heavy episode, guys, but I think it was necessary. And I hope it made you feel seen and heard and understood and we love you so much thanks to everybody who participated and it'd be so fun to do a variation of this someday where we have a lot more participation from you guys that we can share so if you guys have any stories not necessarily on this topic but of another topic that you want to share maybe we can start building up more for another episode like this because we love 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 getting to share stuff from you guys yeah well i think that's all for today but we hope you guys have a lovely week and we will talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can contact us at momsoutloudpodcast at gmail.com with questions, topic ideas, and collaborations. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Moms Out Loud. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.